Praise God. So, are you ready for the Word of God? Amen. Sorry, I'm not even preaching to, my, preaching to myself. I'm not going to say that. How many people in the room? It's good. Praise God. Well, that should be right. Praise God. So, uh, the last few weeks, um, I've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit. Hopefully, we'll be able to keep up with that. Um, what we've been doing over the last uh, five weeks, so look at different aspects um, of the fruit of the Spirit and how God desires to grow that in our lives. So, for Basically, I was working through, working through that um, in the order it's written in the scripture. Okay, so we start this week from this starting place, but it's important to say this is 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 says, Don't, Paul says, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? So we understand that we are spiritual people, that the Holy Spirit resides in us. And yeah, the other flip side of that, which is, which is awesome, is the Holy Spirit can only live in a, in a clean vessel, right? I agree, right? The Holy Spirit can only live in a clean vessel, so that, that proves we dependent, right? We couldn't be any more righteous or, or any more holy or any more justified than we already are, because if there's anything not right, or haven't been made right by God, then the Holy Spirit can dwell in agree, right? So, praise God for that. So the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and because of that, we are not normal people. Maybe you feel you're not normal, oh. person. What I mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we aren't normal people. You know that we've had our spiritual eyes open. The Holy Spirit dwells within us, and you know we understand that we're a body, a soul, and a spirit. And most people out in the world understand their body, and they understand their mind, will, and emotions, a soul. But most people don't get the spiritual uh, aspect at all; just not aware of the, the spiritual aspect. We've been made spiritually alive, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us, and, and for a purpose. And one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to produce fruit in us. God wants us to be fruitful for Him. And the main scripture we're looking at, very well known scripture, Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self control. So there's, there's nine different aspects of the same fruit, they're not nine different fruit. Uh, the nine aspects of one fruit that God wants to grow uh, grow in us. Um, so we're looking at different things. Last week we looked at um, looked at kindness and God's kindness and compassion uh, towards us and how God wants to you know basically outwork that in us. Um, we looked at speaking kind words over each other, building each other up, um, encouraging each other, speaking well of each other, um, particularly in a marriage context, but it would be true of any any kind of relationship, you know, parent or child relationship or friendship. And the same principle would apply and looked at the kinds, how God wants us to have a kind heart towards the lost, because that is God's heart towards the lost. Amen. Yeah, amen. In other words, amen. saying kind hearted or kindness is, is God's compassion. God is, God is so compassionate, so compassionate uh, for the yeah. lost. It's not His will that any should perish. Amen. 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 So that's kind of what we looked at, last, looked at last week. So next, we come on to goodness. Come on to goodness, and I'm going to look at, look at that and different aspects of that. and Again, how God wants to outwork that in our life. God wants us to be good people. <laughs> God wants to produce that, mm-hmm. that aspect of the fruit in us. So a good place to always start with all these with all these things, these aspects of the fruit is, is how God is and how um, basically what his character and nature is. Because they're basically the description of God, aren't they? Yeah. The of Jesus when he's on the earth, sort of love, sort of joy, peace, patience, kindness. Man has an incredible self-control, good, gentle, you know, faithful, etc. It's, it's a description of who God is, and Jesus is their, their very, their very nature, their very uh, characters. It's the same character God wants to grow in us. So we'll look at how who God is and how how great God is. Psalm 145, verse nine. Look at two couple of scriptures from Psalms. It says this: The Lord is good to everyone. He shows compassion on all His creation. So you know, the good is a very character of who God is. 
you know, when people sometimes question, and, and sometimes they, people question, um, you know, maybe have come, come across these conversations about among non-Christian friends, some people say, well, why is there evil in the world? You know, where's God when there's evil in the world? And it's, it's a good, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a perfectly valid question. I understand why people ask that question. And, and there are good answers. Don't look at that tonight, but there are very good answers to it. But what we always need to come back to when it comes to God is that God is good. Mm. And God is good, and God is, God is only good, because if, he, if he's anything other than good, it would contradict his, his character and his nature. Amen? Right? Amen. Yeah. And, and God cannot contradict himself. The Bible says he's not a man, um, you know, that he can lie, not a human being, he could possibly tell lies. It would be a contradiction of who God was. He would no longer be perfect. He would no longer be who he is. So his very character and nature is to be good. And that means he can only do um, good things. How can, we not, how can we not be thankful? Amen. Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. He's yeah. about his incredible love for us. And saying to myself how great his love is. Mm. How can we not be thankful? For the incredible goodness that, that God is uh, and the very character and nature of who he is. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. It's mm-hmm. the very essence of who God is. Amen? Amen. So we look at how God wants to outwork that in, in our lives. So go back to Galatians 5 and what God wants to produce in us, love and joy and peace, etc. We've not come to goodness. Um, it's often good to look at the Greek word, the original word that was written there. So we read the Bible in English, you don't have to read it in Greek, actually. <laughs> but for those of you Bible scholars, when that originally was written in Greek, the New Testament was written in Greek, and the Old Testament, Hebrew, and a bit of Aramaic. Um, but the New Testament was written in Greek, it's a common written language. They didn't speak Greek, it must have been very confusing, but they made it work <laughs> somehow. They didn't speak Greek, but the common written language was Greek at the time. Um, anyway. So the Greek word is agathosine, if I said that right, agathosine, and that comes from the Greek word agathos. <laughs> it comes from the Greek word agathos, that's the root word of it, okay? And it means, it means intrinsically good. It's a bit of a long word, intrinsically, isn't it? What it means, being good by nature, again, it's a description of God. It means that it's the very essence of being good. It cannot be anything other than good. So it means intrinsically good, it can mean pleasant, it can mean honourable, it can mean excellent, or it can mean distinguished. There you kind of get a real full picture, don't you, of what goodness means, what, what the Holy Spirit, Spirit is, is designed to grow um, in us. Amen? Amen? And Jesus uses the same Greek uh, word um, a whole, whole number of times um, throughout the Gospel. So I'm looking at some different, uh, different aspects of that. Matthew 7, verses 9 to 11, says this, You parents, if you're a parent, <laughs> you parents, if you're, if you're children, we've all been children, right? We've all had parents. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Some interesting questions Jesus asking, yeah? Of course not, verse 11. So if you sinful people, as well, us, because we know we're not sinful, made righteous by God, but it's all about compared to God, we're sinful people, like, yeah, compared to his, in who he is in his majesty. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts, the same Greek word being used in capitals? How, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Amen? If God, if God is a good, good father, and think about that. Yeah, amen. God is good. The song we sing, he's, he's a good, good father. Yeah, and everything is about him is good, and God's goodness is expressed in his heart towards us. Now, if you're a parent, or like I said, all be children, who have parents, and you know, I don't know whether you're, um, you know, whether you, when you're growing up, whether you had good parents or 
lots of good parents or somewhere in between, yeah, we, all, we all come to have different views, potentially, depending on our backgrounds, right? But God is a good, good father, but it says that, that but if you have good, good parents, good, great parents, then great parents want to bless their kids, amen? They want to bless their kids, they want the best for their kids, why would you not for your future and you're going to be a good parent. You want the best for your kids. So this is what Jesus is saying. And if you know how to give good gifts to your children, like at Christmas, and you want to, you want to bless them, some of us maybe can't give as much as you want to, um, and you don't want to spoil them. You don't want to spoil them, <laughs> them. You know, them in a, in a battle. Um, but we, you want to bless your kids, right? Mm. So what Jesus is saying, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your Heavenly Father give good gifts? Yeah, to those who ask him. Amen. Yeah, so God yeah. loves giving us giving us gifts. When we pray, and you know, we're asking God for things, remember God wants us to ask us ask him for things. Um, you know, let's just pray in faith and believe him he's gonna give us those good gifts. Yeah. Amen. Because he, he is lovely, he's love blessing us as his kids. We we are his children, amen. Yeah. So so that's kind of you know, you can spend weeks talking about the goodness of God. But obviously that's just a very, very quick over you could spend half an hour and talk about stuff. Um, just about the goodness of God and how, how good he is, it's his very character and nature to be good and he loves blessing his kids. And it comes out of his goodness. The fact that he blessed, the fact that he went to the cross comes out of his goodness. Mm-hmm. All, all come back to that, because he is good and good heart and good nature. Amen. Amen. So as we submit to the Holy Spirit in our lives, remember that's our that calling. You go back to the scripture we looked at right at the beginning, 1 Corinthians 6, uh, 19, it was. Um, it says that you, you know, now the Holy Spirit comes in, so we've also been brought out of Christ. So what that means is we now belong to God. And we've brought out of the dominion of darkness, the Bible says, brought into the kingdom, uh, the kingdom of light. Amen? I'm glad about that. Amen. We've taken out of one dominion and brought the kingdom of light. But one part of that, I'm not saying it's some, I think it's some of it's a bit of a downside, it's not anywhere downside, it's just a reality. Okay, it's awesome that God's brought us in, but that also means that God now is. And end the lives, and hope that's not a shock to you. If you're a Christian, that God now owns your life. That's basically the, the contract, the agreement you made with God. It's a, it's a, it's a, he now has owns you. I'm not shocked to you. But, but that's, that's reality, right? That's yeah. reality of what, what God has done. It's not anywhere downside of awesomeness. We've got to be in control of your life, I mean. There's no better place to be. Awesome. So. So, so God's calling us to submit to the Holy Spirit within us and, and to produce fruit in us as we look at fruit of the Spirit. So how does that same goodness at work in us, what does that actually look like? So Matthew, Matthew 7, so Jesus has quite a lot to say about this stuff. I said lots great stuff to say about everything. Matthew 7, verse 17 to 20, Jesus said this. The good tree, this is the same word that's used in Athos, the same, same word that Paul talked about in the fruit of the Spirit. Athos. A good tree produces good fruit. And a bad tree produces bad fruit. I love how Jesus always just say to the point. <laughs> you have to read between the lines of Jesus. Now, a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. What Jesus was doing, he was using a natural analogy. You remember in, in biblical times, most people were farmers involved in agriculture, they would have understood the stuff inside out, because it's just what people work with, right? And he was talking about if, if a tree, if a tree is good, then it will produce good fruit. If a tree doesn't produce fruit, so it say an apple tree or a pear tree, um, I don't know, he's not orange trees, he's not grow here, he's not warm enough, and he's not orange trees, etc. You know, if they're not fruitful, they're a pretty useless tree, right? They're not, everyone agree, they're not fulfilling their purpose, their purpose is to be fruitful. Um, 
you know, feel free, any, any fruit trees in your garden. If they're not producing the fruit, you know, apples or pears, and not that many fruit, it's not, not so warm. But you know, if you're not producing fruit, then you're probably going to have to get rid of the tree. It's probably not healthy. It's something not right, isn't it? It's not fulfilling its purpose. This is, what, this is what Jesus is talking about here. So you can identify a tree by its fruit. You can identify people by their actions. You can identify a good tree by the good that comes out of our life. That's what Jesus is saying. So God wants us to be fruitful and to produce good fruit for him. God wants us to be a good tree. Amen. You know, healthy, healthy in a natural world, a healthy tree will always produce fruit. And God's intended for us all to be spiritually healthy. Now, sometimes I think as Christians, we need to give ourselves a health check. You know, naturally, we can have a health check. Um, you get to certain ages and you get 40 and stuff, they want to do it. Well, I've got 40, I suddenly felt old with them. Because you get a letter from the doctor saying, it's encouraging, you don't have to, obviously, but encouraging you to have a health check and different things. You know, and they're good things, they're good things to do. Like, to have a natural health check to make sure that everything's okay. And, Digress, and we have to look after ourselves and try to stay fit and healthy and be careful with what we eat, not to an extreme. But this God blesses with his body, <laughs> and you know, God wants it to have some longevity, amen? Yeah. Okay, but the reason for saying that is you know, you can give yourself a physical health check, but I think a lot, lot of times we need to give ourselves a spiritual health check. And if you kind of analyze yourself and do a little bit of self evaluation uh, tonight, you know, would you would you say that you, you know, that you are a healthy tree? Can you impression not better? Play, well, I, I'm not even making any searches about what I think. I'm just asking you the question. Don't ask about yourself. Are you a healthy tree? God wants you to be spiritually healthy. In the way you're spiritually healthy, you get back to John 15, um, the Bible calls the time, you know, Jesus, you know, I'm the vine, you are the branch. It's all about saying, rooting in him. You say, rooting who Jesus is, then you'll be a healthy tree, then you'll be producing fruit. So, if you think maybe your life isn't that healthy in a spiritual sense, which we get down in the Word of God. Connect yourself with Jesus, amen. Get connected to the divine. Praise God. Because so the God wants you to be a healthy tree and a healthy tree, life like a healthy tree, and in that essence to be producing good fruit. Amen. Now it's important to say, I think just at that stage, is that unsaved people, there are lots of good unsaved people, I think it's important to say this stuff, I don't know if we just just kind of uh, yeah, just kind of misses out. There are lots of good unsaved people. There are lots of people in this world who don't know God, but actually lots of good things. Probably look at their lives and they're a good person. Lots of great charitable stuff and you think about that. And that's awesome. They genuinely are doing good stuff. But for us as believers, this goes way deeper than that. I'm not saying those people aren't good people. What this goes much, much deeper is about you know, God's version of goodness, what it actually means for our very character and nature uh, to be good, to be good hearted. Amen. <coughs> we talked about kindness last week and get lots of kind people as well. This goes much, much deeper, deeper rooted. Amen? Amen. So Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 10, it says this. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Same word, Gaffos, he used it. Okay. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So you know, as, so as believers, we've been created, we're created by and created for. We've been created by God and we've been created for a purpose. Amen? Amen. 
And so God is creative, we are God's masterpiece, we are God's handiwork, some translations say, that we, we are, we, as human beings, we are God's masterpiece. So in the morning when we get up, you can look in the mirror and say, I am God's masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but you are God's masterpiece, it's strict, I'm speaking truth. Okay. Amen? So we've been created by God, and the human race is the pinnacle of God's creation, amongst all the other amazing stuff that he created. The human race is a pinnacle of God's masterpiece. He created a new Christ Jesus so we can do the good things you had long ago. So we're created by God, but we're also created for God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Created by God, His handiwork, we were created for a purpose. And God's heart is for us to do good works for Him. Now, we know that that does not in any way save us. The scripture, the same scripture, makes that very clear. Don't, don't boast about this stuff. You're missing, missing the point. Don't boast about your good works. If you think it's saving you, you're totally missing the point. Mm. Yeah, that's just religious nonsense. You know, Jesus, Jesus addresses, didn't he, so often with the religious leaders who basically, that's what they were preaching. Like you've got to be good, you've got to keep, just keep doing good stuff because that's what's going to save you. You've got to make sure that people are seeing what you're doing, all that kind of stuff. And it was missing, missing the heart. It's all about grace. It's a totally free gift, salvation. Amen. God saved you by the grace of believe. We just read Ephesians 2, verse 8. So, good works are not in any way save us. They don't get us brownie points. They don't make God love us more. They don't make God have more mercy towards us. You know, his love is completely unconditional. His mercy is completely unconditional. His, his grace is totally free gift. Grace literally means unmerited favour. It's not based on anything that we have done. It's totally unmerited. I'm pleased about that. Amen. <laughs> so we're not trying to earn something here by doing good works, but does God want us to be doing good works? Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course it does. Because a good, healthy tree will be fruitful with good works. Amen. Good works are an overflow of our relationship with God. So what is God calling you to do for him? Well, we've been created for a purpose. And that purpose is to do the works. So what is God asking you to do for him? Are you using the gifts? You know, we've all got, we've all got different, different gifts and talents and, and things that God's blessed us with. God wants us to be using them for his purposes. Amen? That healthy tree, that good tree, is producing good and Jesus, Jesus talks about this. It's, it's called the parable of the. Jesus didn't call it this, but this is how we labelled it: the parable of the talents. And it's talking not talking about talent as in like a natural talent, Britain's got talent. Talking about that sort of talent. <laughs> <laughs> talents were talents were a measurement of, of money um, in biblical times, in New Testament time. Okay, and it says this: Matthew twenty-five, verse fourteen to eighteen. And of course, Jesus, as he often did, he would tell stories, and he told parables, and told stories to illustrate, told very simple stories to illustrate profound truth. The master communicates uh, in, in that way. So, Matthew, this is another one of Jesus' parables, the parable of talents. Matthew 25, verse 14 to 18. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and he entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, or talents, some translations say, so it's bags of silver. Okay, that's why it's called the parable of He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another. And another and one bag of silver to the lot to the lost to the last. <laughs> Dividing in proportion to their ability, and we then left on his trip. Verse 16. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. Verse 18, but the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's 
done it. Remember what time we looked at the whole parable. But there was, well, this, the, what, the essence of what Jesus was saying is, he's talking about us having different giftings and things God's blessed us with, and you know things that you know we're good at. Like being you know, good at singing and playing the guitar. So you know, that's, that's an example of a gift. I think I like gift. <laughs> You're God's masterpiece, don't get it. I don't know. I lost my train of thought now. Yeah, but so it's what God was doing. So God has given us all different gifts, or you know, different talents, different, different giftings that God wants us to use for Him. So the man, it says they've given to their ability. So the, so the one who kind of had the most of it, did, but in that kind of he was kind of given five bags of silver. You know, one who didn't have quite as much gifting or ability, he's given two, and there was and the one person who's given one, and and one had five kind of made most he basically used it. He used it to be fruitful. Amen? And then he produced five more. And the one had two, he produced two more, and the one had one just basically went and you know, buried in the ground, didn't do didn't do anything with it. And and the and in the story this the, the master he was not pleased at all with the servant who was very like, like giving like, these are the giftings I've given you, and all you just did one and buried it in the ground. Give me at least got some some use out there. Uh, and you know, it's basically explaining the heart for all the police. It's not like he was angry and furious, but he wasn't but he wasn't pleased, you know, with what the person had used the giftings that they were given, you know, to produce good fruit for him. And then to the one who produced ten, he says this. Matthew this is Matthew twenty five verse twenty one. The master was full of praise, so the one who invested it, who used it for used it for God's glory, by the one who had given this, this blessing of his hand, and they just used it for the glory of God and to be fruitful with it. The story says this, Jesus says this, the master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. We quote it, don't we talk about the end of our end of our days. That's what we want to hear God say. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. So you can see to be a good and faithful servant, the same word there, good for Catholics. To be a good and faithful servant that pleases God. Now I don't know about you, um, I hope it's true, but it's the same true for me. It's like I want to please God. Amen. I want to please God with every area of my life. And I want to be fruitful for him. I want to use the giftings that he's given me, you know, to please to please God, to you know, reach God and help others and bless others and you know, just to do the work that God's God's got for me. But that's God's heart for you, is to, is to he wants to call you a good and faithful servant. But it's, it's dependent on, on us and you know whether we use giftings. Uh, God's given us and talking about faithfulness we're talking about faithfulness next week with another aspect of the fruit of the spirit so here's kind of just some examples as we come to a close because time to go very quick as always does you know. there's some examples of good works and Jesus and this one of the list Jesus was a master of all of these and you know, he's always a perfect example in everything isn't he and he's a perfect example in all of these different things just going to very quickly look at of different good works so these are different things that we can do, God, do for God. Remember, He wants you to be fruitful. He wants your, your, the, the goodness He's put within you to part of the Spirit. Part of the Spirit is to pour that out to others. So, so number one, blessing others. In blessing others, that can be in, in, in different ways. You know, blessing them financially. It can be, be praying for them. Just, just encouraging them. But being others focused. And Jesus was a master of that, wasn't he? He was always, always, always. And just blowing your way when you read the Scriptures about the way Jesus was. He was always others focused. There were times when he'd go off on himself to pray. There's a time when John the Baptist who was, um, was related to him as well and they heard John the Baptist in their head and he said he went off his own to pray and presumably he was quite upset about the whole 
about the whole thing. Um, you know, and it says loads of people came and they wanted to be healed, and Jesus just healed every single one. He would never turn people away. Anyone that wanted healing, anything they wanted, anything from God, anything from Jesus, he never ever turned away, did he? He always made time, he always made, made room. His heart of compassion was just, it was just amazing. So his example was blessing others. To be able to be, to be live a life that blesses others. That's what God wants to outwork in our lives. What are the things that you can do in your life to bless others? Bless your children, bless your spouse, bless your neighbours, bless the people that you work with. What can you do to bless others? And you may be thinking, well, I haven't got much money, or I haven't got those things, but there's loads of things you can do. Just encouraging other people. It's a huge thing. Encouraging. Who would not want to be, who does not want to be encouraged? I love to be encouraged. I'm not, I don't mean by that I'm discouraged. I'm not discouraged in any way at all. Do I love encouragement? Absolutely. Yeah, the word encouragement, it literally means putting courage in. That's what the word means. The encouragement is putting courage into something else. Why would you not, who would not want that, right? We can all be encouraging other people. Amen. Encourage them in their walk with God. Encourage them in this, this, you know, this crazy year we found ourselves in. Just keep on going. Just, just keep on trusting. You know, God, God is still in charge. You know, some a virus or government guideline or government dictat is not in charge of your life. God is in charge of your life. Amen. And obviously, we should follow the guidelines. We can understand. Obviously, we should. But they're not in charge of our lives. Amen. God is in charge of our lives. But encourage people. I know some people in their workplaces. Everything about your job has changed this year. So if you look back to March, this is true for, for, for Wendy and teaching Ian and teaching like Helen and Care Home, and those of you that's the the postman Lisa and what you're involved in. And, and those of you, your, your job has totally radically changed since March. It's become a lot more difficult, a lot more complex, a lot more tiring, and that's just the reality of what's happened over the last uh, kind of six, seven months. So I just want to encourage you to start keeping going. You know, you've got to put you in that place for a reason. Your workplace not for a reason. It's not just about just earning money. That's awesome in itself. It is God's way of, of providing because put you there for a reason. Keep going for God. He will give you all the strength. He will give you all the energy. He will give you all the empowering, all the equipping that you need to do that job. If you feel like you just kind of, you know, if you just feel overwhelming, keep, keep on going. Amen. There's be people who help others on the journey of God. There's be people who pray for us. I don't mean you have to go around every five minutes laying your hands on people, especially, especially in this program situation. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> probably not going to appreciate it, right? When you get around after random people in the street laying hands on them, they're probably going to thank you. But I'm saying, be praying for others. Yeah. If you're aware of what's going on in people's, people's worlds, be, be praying for them. Yeah, man. What a great way to bless them. It's not, it's not even difficult, is it? Just talking to God about some of the situation. Amen. Amen. What a great time. Well, how did you use good fruit in your life? Yeah. Are we people that serve us? Are there people in your, people in your life where you could be serving and, and just helping out and just and just assisting in, in, in whatever that kind of looks like? It could have lots of different practical aspects of it. But are you, do we have a heart that serves others? Mm-hmm. You know, again, Jesus was just a master, wasn't he? The servant, servant king, you know, where he washes the disciples' feet. And, it's good to get the head around and Peter's <laughs> blew Peter's mind that Jesus was washing their feet. And, uh, but Jesus was just illustrating how he was a total servant. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he's their king, absolutely. He's the Lord of Lords and King of Kings on earth with them, but he, he was going to serve them. He, he had servant leadership. Amen? Amen. So we can bless others, encourage others, help others on their journey with God, pray for others, serve others. And let's have a great heart as well towards the loss. I know I'm kind of come back to this in all the different aspects of the fruit, because again, it carries God's heart. Be people who love the lost. Love the, love the lost in the same way that God's, God loves the lost. Other people that are the people, unsaved people in your world, you can serve. You know, the, greatest, you know, the greatest testimony um, 
you know, that we can live is not just what we say, say to them, although, you know, we pray and get opportunities to talk to them about, about God, etc. But it's also the way we live our lives. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what this world is looking for, more than anything else, it is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And the world is fed up with religion, or they misunderstand religion, or religion is just tie people up in knots, or they just think the Christians are hypocrites, you know, and all that stuff is what people think. I'm not saying it's the truth, but what they think. What they're looking for is authenticity. Yeah. Amen? That's what people yeah. say, what we mean, mean what we say, and, and serve others, and those the people who are unsafe in the world. Let's just serve them with all our hearts, bless them yeah. with all our hearts, yeah. encourage them with all our hearts. Yeah. Have the same heart towards the lost that God has towards the lost. All of those sort of things that please God's heart. So just leave us just with questions. What fruit are you producing? Are you producing good fruit? Are you a, a healthy fruit? Go right back to are you a healthy fruit? The ones you be healthy, get connected back to the vine. Things aren't so healthy, then you condemn yourself, just get things right. Get things back planted with God. He is the vine, we're the branch. Now produce, you'll be a healthy tree again. Amen. That's what's not to be a healthy tree, that's to be producing fruit. Because that, that is, yeah. you know, that is the reality of what a healthy tree should be. It's produced fruit. Amen. You produce fruit that yeah. pleases God's heart. Who do not want to please God's heart? In fact, it's, it's inevitable that a good tree will produce good fruit. Amen. A good, healthy tree will always, will always grow and will always be fruitful. Amen. Praise God. Let's just stand this evening. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you the way it challenges us yeah. and encourages us yeah. and convicts us and teaches us and all the amazing things your word does. Lord God, we just thank you. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to us, Lord God. Lord, and I pray just, let's just, Lord, just see, Lord, what you said this evening, Lord, in our hearts. Lord, thank you that you are so good. Mm-hmm. You are the perfect example in everything. Your very nature is to be good. How can we not be thankful? Just like the psalmist said, Lord God, give thanks to the Lord. But he is good, his love endures forever. You are so, so good. We're so thankful for your goodness you pour upon us. Lord, we want to be a body of people, Lord, that are good, healthy trees for you. Lord, there's good, healthy trees for you, Lord. We want to, Lord, be producing fruit, oh God. Lord, we want to be more fruitful than we were last month. And we want to be more fruitful than we were last week, more fruitful than we were last year, oh God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we'll just be producing an abundance of fruit yeah. every single day of our lives. Lord, of good fruit for you. Lord, we'll be people, Lord, that do love others. Lord, and use every opportunity to bless others and to encourage others and to help others and to serve others and pray for others. Lord, and to, and to, to love the lost, to have the same heart for the lost, Lord, that you have. Lord God, Lord, produce good fruit in us, I pray. Use us for your glory. We'll be created by you. Lord, we're the pinnacle of your creation, created by, Lord, we're created for a purpose, and that purpose is to serve you and to be fruitful. Lord, use us for your glory, I pray. Lord, give us more opportunities. Lord, give us opportunities, Lord, this very week, Lord, to be able to be fruitful for you, to love and to serve and encourage others. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're so, so good, Lord. Lord, and that is our, Lord, that is our heart. Lord, we want you to say about us, well done, good and faithful. Yeah. 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 Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Amen.